SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Some that give good value, some that don't, some that give nice odds, some that don't, some this, some that. But I'm waiting for that light bulb to go off. Just like, wow, that's the one. If you were going to play just one, that would be the one. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Monday, February 8th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here on an Opposite Picks Monday, February 8th, the day after. Well, seven times the charm, LL's loyal listeners. Uh, line up the winners. This is why you listen to Opposite Picks. Uh, City of Champions, who's next? Wonder what Bill is thinking. What was Andy rethinking? Are Jim and Tony watching the game? Did you watch the game and bad numbers turning good? We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here. On a marvelous Monday, the day after, the day after the Super Bowl. What's going on, LLs? Hopefully you're uh, Monday off to a good start. Yesterday, pretty good. Uh, got a bunch of snow here on the East Coast. Again, or at least in the New York, Long Island area anyway. Got another, uh, I don't know, four or five inches or so. It was crazy weather. Wasn't expecting that. Didn't damper the enthusiasm, though, of a Super Bowl Sunday. It was a pretty good day. Although, I must say, you know, we complained a little bit about uh, how long it was going to take for the game to start. And it was, it, it was, you know, but I must admit, as I was looking at the clock and it was one o'clock and it's two o'clock and the snow's coming down, I got to shovel the driveway a little bit. Otherwise we're going to get bombarded. Maybe we get a foot, you know, running a bunch of errands, you know, getting some food and things. It was nice not having football start at one o'clock like it normally does here on the East coast or even two or three or four o'clock, five o'clock would have been nice. Six thirty. I don't know. We'll see what the numbers are. The highest-rated Super Bowl was 114 million Patriots and uh, and, and Seagirls. I don't know how they really determine that. I, I really, I think they pick a number out of that. I honestly believe that. I I, they, I don't think they have any clue, any clue whatsoever how many people are watching. So, but because it was Tampa Bay and Kansas City. No doubt they'll say, even though the Super Bowl itself was really, well, let's face it, unless you're a Bucks fan, it wasn't a great game. If you had no dog in the fight, you know, you sat there watching, saying, "What, what, where, you know, where is this Kansas City team coming from?" You know? So Tampa Bay obviously wins thirty-one-nine. We'll get into it all. Brady gets his seventh championship. Uh, he's the MVP. Yeah, you know, you probably could have made a case. You know, I really think a lot of it delves into what the TV announcers are talking about. You know, to me, the story. Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay season story 
was uh, the, the story wasn't Tom Brady. The the season story was Tom Brady. The game story was that defense, clearly. Scott Wetzel sitting in as we welcome in our full audience. Uh, six minutes past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, getting into the Super Bowl. Obviously, Super Bowl 55 will be the dominant talk. So Brady gets his seventh title. He gets his fifth MVP. I think they could have made Gronk the guy, uh, and I think they could have picked any one of the number of guys, the linebacker uh, and White in particular, on, on defense because they really did the job. They, they they did. I'm a big believer in offering up MVP to like units, like that defensive unit or the defensive line, or you want to you know make the secondary because they shut down basically Kansas City the whole game until really the final drive. And even that, I, I tell you, it's amazing. Uh, no touchdown. I never. I don't know who saw that coming. Uh, I thought Tampa Bay was winning. But if you told me that they were going to win by 22, I don't know what FanDuel odds were on that. I know they have adjusted odds on you know Tampa Bay. In fact, I got a funny little story there. Uh, thank you for nothing, Gabe. Uh, they give you odds on will Tampa Bay win between one and six, and then seven and twelve, and then thirteen and eighteen. I don't I don't remember what the odds were for anything over eighteen. I'm sure there was something there, maybe seven to one, eight to one, nine to one. Um, but they ended up winning by 22. I, I don't know anyone who thought that. I, I just, uh, as uh, it's funny. I like Tampa Bay, right? And I'm driving around yesterday, and I'm running some errands. As, oh, by the way, the snow is coming down, and, you know, and I pay a gazillion dollars in taxes, and God forbid I should see a couple of snow plows out there. Man, I live in the worst town in the world. So I hear Gabe and uh, Scotty Farrell, you know, hosting the, uh, the pregame show. And he said something, and I kind of thought about, but then when you hear someone else say it's like, wow, you know, someone's always brighter than you, right? So he said, listen, if Tampa Bay's going to win, yeah, chances are they're going to have Tom Brady come down the field and score a touchdown late, typical Tom Brady. They're going to win by two, three, four, five. You know, maybe, just maybe, they win by 8, 9, 10, 11. He said, wisely so, you might as well, don't bet Tampa Bay at plus 140. If you bet the Bucks to win between 1 and 6, you get like 3.5 to 1 odds. And then if they win between 7 and 12, you get like 6.5 to 1 odds. So you, you, you're doubling your money either way. What I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances, he's saying, of Tampa Bay winning by more than 12? I said, you know what? That's right. Forget Tampa Bay plus 140, 145. I'm going to grab them plus the 5, 6 to 1, whatever it was. And obviously, we know what happened. Tampa Bay wins by 24. Even when I win, I lose. It is just amazing. And that, that's the play to be in this one. All right, just getting underway. Our number one, Scott Wetzel, opposite. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Announcer jinxes. Here is Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski back again. The biggest tandem for touchdowns now in postseason history. The old Patriot teammates reunite in the Super Bowl for a score. Fake it right here. Everyone come. Now it's tough to stop again. Brady play action. Looking. Third option. End zone. Touchdown. Hold on, there's a flag. Watch Gronk. They're going to hold, right? This team holds a lot. But he's so big, he's just going to push off, and that's the guy in this game. 
Yeah, CBS Sports there with the call, Nance and Romo, who I thought did a lousy job. My goodness. We'll get into those. Uh, Tony Romo's stock, in my eyes, has really fallen this year. You know, I, I used to like him, you know, the brashness and the predicting. He yapped a little too much. Uh, but you know what? I'd say that that's okay. You know, he, and he does talk down to Nance. Uh, but uh, that, that's okay as well, I suppose. But, you know, this year, I've had more complaints about those two. And Romo's not the guy that he was when he came on board. And yesterday, it's like, are, are, are you watching the game? You know, they completely missed Kansas City's first time out on that last drive, which, to me, the key drive of the game. Although, ultimately... You know, when we look back at his stuff, Scott Watson sitting in on a uh, opposite picks uh, Monday morning here, 14 past the hour. You know, when you don't score a touchdown, there really aren't any key moments. There, there, there really are. You can look back, and, and I have some that, you know, but there wasn't a turning point of the game. You know, ultimately, when you only score three field goals, it, it doesn't matter what happened here, there, or wherever. You're losing that football game. You are. You know, if you don't call t- out at the end of the first half, is that going to help you or prevent you from scoring a touchdown in the second half? Not really. But I will say, that all said, well, we'll throw it out there. I I mean, Andy Reid, we brought it up during Sunday's show. I don't know where his head was at. I I say this is, you know, the Twitter world pointed out, this was the Andy Reid from the the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I I mean, it's amazing and we bring this up every single Monday, every literally every Monday of the NFL regular season. We bring up how a head coach is just absolutely clueless. Uh, he's on the field. He's got 50 zillion people in his ear. He's got an assistant galore. And it's just some of the clueless, boneheaded coaching decisions, game management decisions that these head coaches make mistakes Game after game after game. And the one yesterday, as, uh, you know, the folks I was watching with my family, we sat in bewilderment. You know, Kansas City scores a field goal. Uh, the Tampa Bay's lead to 14-6. All right? They, they play like absolute crap. Just, just garbage uh, the first half. But they get the football, and this is the key. They get the football to start the second half. You can walk out of the first half knowing, all right, you know what? We played our worst football of the season, and we're still only one score down, and we get the ball to start the second half. Not the worst thing in the world. So they kick the field goal with 55 seconds left. Tampa Bay gets the ball. They run on first down, seemingly happy to go into the locker room up 14-6, which I understand if you would have told the Bucks. Before the game, you could be leading by eight points heading into halftime. Would you take it? I'm, I'm sure they will say to a man, yeah, absolutely. Love to be up more, but yeah, why not? So they're set to run the clock out. Kansas City, uh, much to uh, Nancy, and you're almost surprised because they didn't even bring it up because they're too busy talking about the, the, the football, uh, you know, the dog bowl or whatever, the puppy bowl, calls a timeout. And we all, as, as we're watching uh, our family here, are saying, what are you doing? I mean, get out of halftime, uh, down only eight. You just kicked the field goal. You're going to get the ball to start the second half. Tampa Bay, much to our surprise, you know, was willing to seemingly run the clock out, you know, despite having 55 seconds left. 
you know, uh, starting the, with the drop deep inside their own territory, but still it's Tom Brady. I mean, what Kansas City, what are you doing? It's Tom Brady. It's the greatest quarterback in the history of mankind on the other side of the field. You don't want to tempt them. You don't want to challenge them. If they're willing to take basically three knees or two knees, really, 55 seconds left, so be it. Go ahead. Instead, Andy Reid calls a timeout. It's second down, and Kansas City ends up regretting that because Tampa Bay then proceeds to march down the field, score a touchdown, helped out by the officials, absolutely. But the bottom line is Tampa Bay, instead of going up 14-6, maybe a little rattled, has to kick off, just gave up a field goal, is now up 21-6, ball game over. Ah, oh, just a brutal. Just, are, are you watching the game, Andy? What are you doing? Your defense has played well. I'll tell you that. But it's still Tom Brady. Well, what are you going to do? There's there's 55 seconds left. Best best case scenario, right? There's there's 55 seconds left to start the drive. You could use all three of your timeouts if you want to. That's still going to be a good 15 seconds conservatively. Right now, you're down to 40 seconds. Now, Tampa Bay is going to punt with 40 seconds left. The punt's going to be, you know, again, at, at least five, six seconds. You're talking about getting the football back with 30 seconds left, you know, at your own 30-yard line, maybe 25 seconds left with no timeouts. I mean, what are you doing? You, you know, could you get into field goal range? I suppose you know, with one or two plays, but, you know, don't don't force it. Don't challenge. Listen, I got Tom Brady that's willing to basically take a knee at halftime, and I'm going to get the football back to start the second half. That's just dumb. That was brute. That was it. That was the, you know, if you want to look at a turning point, key moment in the game, not really a turning point, but, you know, we all look for key moments of the game. That, That was clearly it. Absolutely clearly it. Could have gone into halftime down 14-6. Instead, it's 21-6, and now you're in trouble. Now, it's still only two scores, you know, versus one. Uh, and they start the second half, and they do kick a field goal to make it 21-9 uh, to start the second half. But that's why I say, you know, in the end, it, it, you know, it probably didn't matter. But Tampa Bay scores a touchdown on its next possession. So now all of a sudden that, uh, you know, 15-point lead is now 28-9. Now, now you're three scores. Then Kansas City was picked off. Then another field goal kind of kept Kansas City still having had hope. 31-9, you're still only down three scores. But out on downs on the next possession, out on downs on the next possession after long drives, 11 and 10 play drives. Uh, and then finally their last drive was an interception. They couldn't put it in the end zone. Couldn't put it in the end zone. Remarkable. Uh, if you would have, I, I don't, again, I don't know what the odds were on FanDuel, but for Kansas City to score zero touchdowns, not, uh, you know, three or four or only two, you know, crazily, maybe even open only one, no touchdowns. And I'd like to tell you, I, I know what Tampa Bay was doing, but I thought CBS did a lousy job with that as well. A lot, you know, in the end, they, you know, showed the zone defense like one time, but, Tyreek Hill, now he ended up with seven receptions for 73 yards, but a bulk of those came on the last two drives. I mean, they all all but uh, two receptions came on the last two drives, and about 55 of that 73 yards came on the last two drives when the game was over. 
Otherwise, he was invisible. I mean, you got one of the best wide receivers in the game. You got the best young quarterback in the game, Pat Mahomes. They're both struggling, and I didn't think CBS did due diligence on why. You know, show me. We're, we're seeing Mahomes under pressure, but show me the defense. Show me the secondary. Show me why this guy who, who was just torching, torching Tampa Bay when they first played for over 250 yards. Tell me why he has two receptions for basically 13 yards, literally. I, but, but they didn't do that. Give me an isolation camera. You got 50 zillion cameras, right? Tell me, is he open? Is it not Mahomes having enough time, or is he just not open? Well, you know what? And they really ignored it until the very, very end. I, I thought an awful job by CBS yesterday. I really did. So Tampa Bay wins 31-9. We'll go over some of the prop bets, and we'll go over some of the other minutia of the football game. Scott Wetzel, 22 fast yard right here on Opposite Picks, Series 7. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Special is this night for you of all the great things you've accomplished. I'm so proud of all these guys out here. Everything we uh, dealt with all year. We had a rough month in November, but... VA had all the confidence in us. The team had a lot of confidence. We came together at the right time. I think we knew this was going to happen tonight, didn't we? We ended up playing our best game of the year. With all that you've done, where does this rank? Is this the crowning achievement? Uh, I'm not putting any, um, making any comparisons. I, you know, being down here and experiencing it with this group of guys is, um, every year is amazing. And this team is world champions forever. You can't take it away from us. So thank you, guys. Thank you all. Right, Tom? There's more to come as far as football. Yeah, we're coming back. We're coming you back. know that. Coming back. Tom Brady's coming back. There we go. Sports there, uh, as that's uh, Jim Nance talking to Tom Brady at the podium there in the postgame uh, you know, MVP award ceremony as uh, MVP. Tom Brady does get his fifth uh, MVP of the Super Bowl, seventh title overall. Much being made about how the fact he has more than several other teams, well, all of the teams for, the, for that matter. Um, I wonder, though, you know, listen, it is interesting to, to have him win elsewhere. I wonder what uh, Bill Belichick is thinking. I wonder if Belichick will say anything today. I wonder if someone has the wherewithal to track him down and just give a comment. I mean, you know, to me, as we've talked the last week, you know, his silence speak volumes to me. You know, the fact that he hasn't said anything, wishing him well, good luck, nothing along those lines. Um, you know, that that to me does speak volumes. And, it, you know, it, you'd like to think he'd be happy for him. Him and Gronk. But it's got to be a bittersweet pill. If you're Bill Belichick, man, that that's, you know, you got to put out the, the public. No, maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe Belichick just says, what the fudge? We didn't get along. We did for all these years, and we just, you know, had a parting of the ways. Maybe that's his attitude. I, I don't know. But, man, it's got to be bittersweet. You, you ran him out of town, or at least you didn't do anything to encourage him to stay. Let's put it that way, point. You know, you bring in Cam Newton. He is a colossal mistake. And then uh, your guy goes down to Tampa Bay, recruits one of your players that you couldn't keep playing Gronk, 
and then they win a Super Bowl. Wow, that, that's got to be tough. That's got to be tough if there really is an adversarial relationship there, which I'm guessing uh, there, there is at least to a certain extent. 31-9, Tampa Bay wins. They win it going away. Mahomes dealt three field goals first time since high school. A Mahomes-led team to score a touchdown in the game. Wow. Uh, first loss, he only has 10. So first loss is an NFL starter by more than eight points. I mean, some of the numbers they were spitting out about Patrick Mahomes is just remarkable. It's only been a few years, uh, but he only has 10 losses anyway. At least that's what Romo said, but that's what Romo was saying. Uh, and the first one by double digits and the first one to, to be more exact by more than nine points. Remarkable. You picked it. You picked a, just a bad day to delay an egg you watch that game and you right you have to you leave your head just scratch you just you know leave, leave the game scratch your head saying this team this team got to the super bowl like if you weren't a sports fan and you just you know watch the super bowl you watch kansas city play and you you, you had to leave your you know you had to say well, like well, this team got to the super bowl this team they can't run they can't throw you know mahomes is under pressure but you can't and maybe people did I didn't. I mean, I did think Tampa Bay was going to win. Now, I, I got to admit, I didn't think they were going to win by 22, as we pointed out, and I didn't think Kansas City would score only nine points. But I did think that offensive line for Kansas City was going to spell trouble. They had four guys that weren't even drafted. Another guy was drafted in the seventh round. Guys on the right playing on the left. Guys on the left playing on the right. They're all bench warmers. Uh, their whole offensive line is basically gone from the start of the season. You know, you can't overestimate that stuff. And they, people underestimated that stuff just because it's Mahomes. I mean, you know, he's been phenomenal. And why wouldn't you think he would be able to overcome that, as difficult as that may be? But he was not. I mean, he was running for his life. I don't know what number you got the prop number at. You know, it was four and a half at FanDuel, plus 120. Other sites, I saw it as low as uh, three and a half. Uh, laying some odds, but three and a half. Hopefully, you at least got the push out of that. We, we hit a bunch of the other props. We did, which we'll get to here in a second. But, um, you know, you, you just thought Patrick Mahomes was going to be Superman again. Or at least I did. Somewhere along the line, I, I thought it would click in. And, man, it just never clicked in. You know, watching him in the postseason fall behind by double digits every game. They were able to rally each game, obviously, win the Super Bowl. But the spark was gone. I, I don't know. If it was the offensive line, I don't know if it was uh, the coaches and maybe the players being distracted with the Andy Reid stuff. Uh, I don't know if it was just, you know, being in Kansas City for two weeks and then just flying into Tampa on Saturday. Uh, I, I, would that have played a role? They weren't really acclimated to it all. I, I don't know. But it was like watching a team in quicksand. I mean, there was no spark. There was no Kansas City reverses, option passes, you know, all the goofy things that they do to provide a spark. They didn't do any of that yesterday. You know, if there was a team that was calling out, crying out for like an end reverse or an option pass or something goofy, you know, that they were it. And, you know, they did run one time to Tyreek Hill, but that's it. Other than that, it was just a typical drop back and pass. And Mahomes, you know, his numbers were not great. Uh, 26 of 40, 270 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Sacked three times, and uh, if, if not for his uh, athletic ability, he would have been sacked literally about three or four other times. He was under duress the entire game, the entire game. Uh, Kelsey did end up with 10 receptions for 133 yards. 
Uh, Tyreek Hill had seven for 73, but those are as phony numbers as you'll ever see. You know, again, last uh, two drives when the game was over, that's when he got five of those at about 50 yards. Otherwise, nothing. And that's it. That's it. Clyde Edwards-Solaire, two receptions for 23. Sammy Watkins, one for 13. Demarcus Robinson, one for 11. Uh, McCole Hardman, two for four. Byron Pringle, one for three. Daryl Williams, two for 10. That's it. I mean, nothing. The, those, those secondary guys who are usually so good, nothing. How about um, Le'Veon Bell? Didn't even play. Didn't even get in the game. If you're Le'Veon Bell and you're sitting there, you're saying, you know, he, he was boastful this week about how he could have signed with the Miami Dolphins, but he chose to seek out a ring. So that, that's why he uh, signed with Kansas City when the Jets let him go finally, as he begged off the Jets. And, you know, not only doesn't he get a ring, he doesn't even play in the Super Bowl. He, he, he was basically invisible for this football team. He had two carries in the postseason, two stinking carries. They, I don't know why they signed him, I guess just to keep him away from another team, but they clearly had no use for him. I don't know if his ability has dropped off that much or they just signed him because they didn't want another team to get him. Uh, or he did something that they didn't like. I, I I don't know, but meant to not even touch the football one time. You're gonna get Byron Pringle the ball. Byron stinking Pringle's gonna get the football, but Le'Veon Bell is not. Wow, Sammy Watkins, who, who's been uh, injured more times than uh, not, got a football, and Le'Veon Bell no. Demarcus Robinson. You know, had a reception, but you couldn't get Le'Veon Bell one carry, one reception out of the backfield, nothing? Man, be interested to see where his career goes. The other thing is, you know, again, we pointed out the, you know, the, the, the sequence there at the end of the first half, but they they had the they had the yips the entire game. Entire game. Um it, it was the perfect storm. It it really was. Tyree Kill dropping a touchdown pass, hitting right in the numbers, right in the face mask. Uh, they uh, had, um, you know, Travis Kelsey drop a key third down play that forced them to punt the football in the first quarter. Otherwise, it would have been a first down. They would have been on the move. I mean, two of your most prominent players dropping passes. Uh, they had committed holding penalties that wiped out an interception. They were offsides on a field goal that then allowed Tampa Bay to score a touchdown. I, I mean, they just found more ways to shoot themselves in a the foot yesterday. That, that's why I say that first half gap, it was, it was big, but it was, that was one of a number of things. They just weren't there. They were not mentally prepared to play. It's as simple as that. You can, you know, lose the offensive line battle. I'll, I'll understand that. I understand why Pat Mahomes was scrambling all over the place. Fully get that. But... Those other, the penalties, they had eight penalties in the first half, eight. Now, some of these were ticky-tack penalties, no two ways about it. You know, the offsides penalty on the field goal, CBS, again, did a lousy job. They never showed the angle where it would be right down the line of scrimmage from the sideline. They showed it about 10 yards in the backfield, so you really couldn't tell who was offside? They called offsides on the field goal, but they didn't show where the ball was in the line of scrimmage. Dumb. They, again, they got 50 zillion cameras. You tell me you don't have a camera on the line of scrimmage? Didn't show that. So we'll assume the guy was offside, but how many times do you see that? Especially on a made field goal, right? I mean, if he misses the field goal or there's a block, okay, you throw the flag. But on a made field goal, 
You don't call that penalty. The whole thing that wiped off the interception, which led to a touchdown, I mean, you could call holding penalties every single game if you want to. Every The one thing CBS did do that I like is there was a holding penalty on Kansas City. Uh, I think it was against Matthew. I forget who to be exact. Uh, and, and then Romo said, you know, you, you could probably call that every single play if you wanted to. And right away they showed another Tampa Bay wide receiver, and the same thing was happening to them. And he's like, see, I mean, that, that you know, they, the defensive backs play physical football. That's just how they play. Uh, so why they decided to call it on that particular play, I don't know, but that was huge. Was it a penalty? Yeah, but so are holding penalties on the offensive line every single play. It doesn't mean they're called all the time. I mean, it was a ticky-tack, but so Tampa Bay got the breaks by the officials, and they got the breaks from Kansas City. They, they, you know, both led to them getting their punch kick yesterday. Amazing. 31-9. All right, we'll take a look at some of the props and how they turned out. That's next right here. Ops Pick Series XMT. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. They kind of took away our deep stuff. They took away the sidelines, and, and they, they, they did a good job of rallying to the football and making tackles. Um, uh, we we weren't we weren't executing early. Uh, had a few miscues. Um, guys weren't we weren't on the same page. Um, but I mean credit to them, man. They played they played a heck of a game defensively and offensively and beat us. Yeah, I mean I can't say the toe was a problem when I played last week and I played or two weeks ago and I played well on it. I mean it was it's something you battle through. You're, you're playing football. You have to battle through injuries. Um, and so I'll, we'll uh, we'll look at it tomorrow and we'll make a final decision on if if we're gonna have to have surgery on it or not. That was Pat Mahomes afterwards, uh, said the right thing. Although there was another cut there where him and Andy Reid both said it. I'm not going to go too crazy about it, but they both said that Tampa Bay was the better team today. So what? Well, when you say those things, 41 past the hour, Scott Wetzel sitting and taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, When you say those things, as we always do Monday through Friday, Sunday 8 to 10, it, it almost, not almost, it does. It, it's your way of saying we didn't, they didn't win, we lost. You know, the better team really didn't win. Today, they were the better team, but now, and I could understand them thinking they're the best team, but they lost. But you don't say that. You know, there's just a, there's a certain little lack of respect you're giving Tampa Bay by saying they were the better team today. Listen, they they kicked your butt up and down the field. You know, they barely beat you. You know, you, you barely won the first meeting, but you did. But this game, th- this was no fluke. You, every aspect of Kansas City was horrible yesterday. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching. You know, so if uh, a Kansas City fan wants to blame the officials because there were some ticky-tack fouls, no two ways about it. 
you you go ahead if that makes you sleep better at night. But ultimately, you know, same thing if you put a couple of shekels on things. If that's going to make you sleep better thinking that the officials uh, screwed you, you go ahead. But offense, as I mentioned, Hill and Kelsey dropping passes left and right. Offensive line being manhandled. Defensive line being manhandled. Uh, Mahomes playing like crap. The punter, Tommy Townsend, what the fudge? Holy crow, who paid him off? I mean, he's dropping snaps from center, shanking footballs left and right. I mean, he was brutal. I mean, outside of Butker, the field goal kicker, I mean, he was the only one three for three, including a 52-yarder. Other than that, every aspect, secondary getting lit up, defensive line getting lit up, offensive line was a joke. Mahomes was awful. You know, again, Hill and and, uh, Kelsey dropping passes. And then Andy Reid with the goofiness, uh, you know, just before halftime with the timeout. So every aspect you can come up with, uh, they play poorly. So when afterwards, when you say, well, Tampa Bay was the better team today. No, you, you, don't, you don't do that. You, you just say Tampa Bay was the better team. They're the better team. They beat us. Beat us, beat us fair and square. They're the best. They're the champs. That's how you say it. We got things to work on. We should have done this. We could have done that. Uh, but, again, when you throw it a little – well, they were the better team today. It's a little, let's a little dig at them, but man, they, they were just, just brutal. So let's look at some of the plays that we suggested on Sunday because we did hit a lot of them. I, I must say, um, our best bets, our special lock of all locks that we gave you the tip on, right? With the uh, and and we won this, but barely. But that's okay. It's not how you do it. It's just whether you do it. That is, will the opening kickoff be a touchback or not? Opening kick a fan duel, I tell you, they they screwed up on this line, as a bunch a bunch of others did. And I hope you guys cashed in on this. We told you Sunday, 25 of the last 27, and now it's 26 of the last 28. 26 of the last 28 Super Bowls, the opening kick has not been a touchback. Yesterday, Kansas City kicks off, as I figured they would do, because they like to defer even if they win the coin toss. They kick off. It goes about, uh, I want to say, two yards into the end zone. So it, it was, as I saw the Tampa Bay returner start to drip back, I'm like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. He gets it about two, two and a half yards deep into the end zone, and he decides to run it out. And me and my son, who had it as well, we jump up like, yeah. And my wife's like, what are you, you know, he ran it out to the 20-yard line. I don't care if he ran it out to the two-yard line. He ran it out. Cha-ching, cha-ching as a plus 210 winner. Plus 210 on – I'm telling you, I have been doing gambling for 30 years. I I can I, I go back to uh, – I'll date myself here. I'll, I'll go back to, you know, Alabama and Bear Bryant's last game, a bowl game against Illinois. I think it was the Liberty Bowl. Memory serves me correct. They were a seven-point favorite over Illinois. And the whole world, the local Louis the Lips said, everybody's betting Alabama. Everybody. You know, it's Bear Bryant's last game. Why not? Right? He's going to win. There's no way Bear Bryant's going to lose his last game. And I remember telling my dad, I said, yeah, because, you know, he's a big conspiracy guy, right? Yeah, I knew where I got it from. Uh, you say, oh, it's fixed, guy. They're, they're going to they're gonna have Alabama win. And I remember saying, well, okay, if you, if you buy that, then they're not going to have Alabama cover, though, Dad. If, if they're going to fix it for Alabama to win, which the whole world thinks, they're not going to fix it so the whole world wins. They're going to fix it that Alabama wins, but Illinois covers. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. So point being, I, I go way back. 
I can't remember another line that was so wrong. Now, we've seen mistakes on lines, but this was not necessarily a mistake. Ultimately, it was, but that is the line. For the opening kick to not be returned, to get two to one on the no for that, when it's happened 25 of the last 27 Super Bowls, and I know one Super Bowl has absolutely nothing to do with the other, and uh, this uh, you know kicker can kick the ball 75,000 yards, and the other Super Bowl kickers couldn't. I don't care. It's happened 25 out of 27 times, and you want to give me plus 210 odds that it's going to happen again? I will take that no matter what it is every day of the week. So, now another half a yard. Maybe he catches that football three yards deep in the end zone. He decides not to run it out, but I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. So, cha-ching, cha-ching on that one. He decides to run it out, and right away, first play, you get the plus 210 winner. Nice. Uh, roughing the passer, we gave you as one of the better bets. Plus 155. We got lucky, but that's, uh, listen, better better lucky, and it's really not lucky, but uh, it came late, we'll say. Uh, they had a rough in the pass with about six minutes left to go in a football game on Pat Mahomes. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Another, another nice winner. Uh, will either team score a touchdown on its opening drive? I said no. FanDuel gave us plus 115 odds on that. Easy winner. That one I really, really did like. I, I mean, we know how badly, for whatever reason, Brady-led teams perform in the first quarter of Super Bowls. They, now, they did score a touchdown in the first quarter for the first time in the seven Super Bowls, but it was late. So I wasn't worried about Tampa Bay. It was just whether Kansas City would march right down the field. But I said, you know, having to get a touchdown, not a score, but a touchdown, I'll take my chances they don't score a touchdown. And obviously they didn't. They didn't score a touchdown the entire day. So that was a, a nice little winner. So um, that was plus 115. And Tom Brady passing attempts over 39 and a half. Uh, that was a loser. We got 49 on uh, Mahomes, but not, not Brady's 39 and a half. And then the total sacks, like I said, hopefully you got it at three and a half. You know, maybe worse comes to worse. You got it at four. So um, that's, uh, you know, that I'll, I'll say that's a push or a loss. You know, I, you gave it out at four and a half, so I'll be fair. That was a loss to be better on FanDuel at four and a half. And then the total yards, that that was a loser. Uh, 7.99 and a half. I thought that would hit. Uh, you know, it, it got close to 700 despite, you know, being as bad as it was. But um, it wasn't anywhere close to 800. Um, I thought for sure that would, you know, considering they had about 1,000 last time. And I know we're getting some audio problems here. But, you know, the next break, we'll, uh, we'll try and correct those. Once we go to the next break, I'll, I'll try and uh, fix that. Uh, so uh, don't worry if that's uh, bothering you. I'm not sure how bad it is, but I know it's it's uh, breaking up here a little bit. So I'll, I'll try and rectify that during the next break here in a minute or two. So we hit, the, again, we hit rough in the passer as a plus 155. We hit the field or the uh, kickoff not going uh, out of bounds or uh, not um, being a touchback at plus two to one. I got uh, hit the either team scoring a touchdown, no, plus 115. So those were our three winners. And then we lost on uh, Brady passing attempts at 39 and a half, which he was on pace to do. They just didn't need to throw the football in the fourth quarter. That's as simple as that. You know, they were just chewing up the clock. And uh, Kansas City's defense was not stopping the running game. So he, he came up short on that. And then total yards, 799 and a half. That didn't hit. Uh, good bets that we gave you. Total penalties over 11 and a half. That hit. Uh, shortest touchdown did not hit. 
I thought we got – well, we did get lucky on that uh, one drive where they actually stopped fourth and goal from the one, but they later scored in the second half uh, or, or later in the first half, uh, I don't, the one-yard touchdown pass to Antonio Brown. So, once again, another one-yard touchdown. Amazing. Um, each team scored a touchdown and a field goal in each half. We nearly hit that. We If we would have gotten the oh, by the way – the lousy, oh, by the way, Kansas City touchdown, we would have hit that at 6-1. to one. Fudge. Uh, our best small favorite plays, Pat Mahomes' first pass, a completion at minus 2-1, to one, winner. Uh, first half two-minute warning being exactly at the two-minute mark, as I told you, uh, winner. Uh, minus 180, but I said it's it doesn't happen often that it's not at the two-minute warning. It really it's amazing. Pat Mahomes passing attempts over 39 and a half. That was a winner. Um, will the kickoff go out of bounds? That was a loser. Any ruling on the field overturned? I said no, plus 160. That was a winner. Uh, fake punt field goal, 9 to 1, no. Team that scores first wins the game, no, plus 140. That was a winner because uh, Tampa Bay or Kansas City scored first. And then there were a slew of others. So we did pretty well. If, if you listened to, uh, to us yesterday, or uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, with the morning show, we gave you a few winners there. And then we gave you a Tampa Bay. Now, I did like the over, but ultimately Tampa Bay was was the better play. So uh, hopefully you uh, won out with a couple of shekels uh, with, with FanDuel. Now, as far as the props are concerned, I will do that next hour. There are a slew of them. I, you know, I'm not going to read all of them, but we'll, we'll go down You know, some of the top 20, 25 props in case you missed it. You're wondering how things went. Um, because with the opening, the uh, national anthem, and then the coin toss, you know, Bucks got the football first, but they actually lost the coin toss. So, you know, there's so many of these props with coin tosses now. You got to be careful. Uh, you, you want to automatically assume the team that got the ball won the coin toss, but that was not the case yesterday. Numbers for Mahomes, again, you can uh, plug them in to, depending on what number you got at FanDuel or wherever you do your shopping. But Mahomes, 26 of 49 for 270, no touchdowns, sacked three times. Edward Solaire, nine carries for 64 yards. That went over. Mahomes, five carries for 33. That went over. Uh, Kelsey, 10 receptions for a buck 33. That went over. Tyree kills seven for 73. His over-under on receptions went at six and a half, but his uh, total yardage at 73 and a half did not go over. So those are some of the Kansas City numbers, uh, the main ones. Our poll question is out. We'll get to that. Uh, and that is uh, the city with the best chance of duplicating what L.A. and Tampa Bay have done with two championships in one sport for a year. Posted that, and I'll update the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, 
57 past the hour, hour number one of our little two-hour extravaganza. Hopefully the audio is a little bit better here. Here's truly Scott Wetzel taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Our poll question is out. Uh, L.A. and Tampa Bay have now won two titles in basically one sports year. A uh, city with the best chance of duplicating that. I put Boston with the Celtics and Bruins, maybe our Red Sox. Uh, Denver with the Nuggets and an Avalanche. Uh, Dallas with the Mavs and Cowgirls. Or the proverbial other. So uh, get your vote in, and uh, we'll update that a couple times in the second hour. You know, one guy did uh, point out Philadelphia, which isn't bad. Flyers and 76ers. That, that's a pretty good other one. Uh, maybe they should have been there instead of uh, Mavs and Cowboys. Although Mavs and Cowboys, even though Dallas the Mavericks are struggling, uh, or maybe even the Dallas Stars, they could have thrown the Stars in there since they went to the NHL Finals last year. That that would maybe be a better match versus uh, the Cowboys. But, um, you know, that'd be a pretty good bet for FanDuel, you know? If FanDuel put that up there. I don't know how you would be able to do it. I, I guess it would be, um, you know, you can't go uh, because football season ends in 2022. I'd say, you know, by the end of the calendar year, which city would have two major championships? Um, but then you'd have to exclude football. But baseball is in, NHL is in, NBA is in the 2021 season. I guess you could do it without football if you if you wanted to uh, say maybe by the end of the 2000. See, now with the coronavirus, though, the problem is these seasons could last forever. That would be the other issue. But without the corona, if it was just a normal you know, season, you could probably, if FanDuel wanted to, they could say by the end of the 2021-22 NFL season, you know, what city would have two championships? Um, you know, you'd have to put other, I, I suppose, or make it a no bet if no one ended up winning. But those cities, Philadelphia, Dallas, Denver, uh, Boston, seem to be the odds-on favorite. All right, one hour to books, one to go. Opposite picks on a Monday morning.